where I have seen success is also looking at uh, where is the business heading and then what are some of the easy wins, quick wins that we can use? Are there tools that are AI driven that we can leverage? to optimize processes, automate, and get some of those controls in place that makes things faster. Hello, everyone. My name is Rob Osell, filling in for Tracy Lee for another episode in our series about engineering leadership. Today, I'm here with Delani Hareth. Delani, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Rob. It's such a pleasure to be able to talk to you here today. Um, to get us started, can you just kind of give us a little bit of an introduction as to uh, who you are? and how you arrive at this point. People that know you might know that you're very involved, very successful in the fintech space, but can you kind of give us a sense of how you've arrived in the fintech area? Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, my career was um, a zigzag path to where I am today, and I'm still exploring what that path is uh, leading me to. So I started my uh, software engineering career, actually, uh, soon after high school, I was uh, offered a uh, scholarship from a engineering company uh, to work th for them full time. Uh, and they said they'll pay for my college education. And uh, I took on that opportunity. And um, after four years, I graduated with uh, back-end engineering experience. Uh, and that led me to start a career in consulting. I wouldn't lie, at that time, I wanted to travel the world. So that was a free path to uh, go and travel the world and uh, also solve engineering problems, two things that I love doing most. Uh, I also was involved in process uh, improvement, quality assurance, automation, and that really uh, drove me to uh, love everything, optimization, transformation, uh, worked on some mid-sized startup, uh, large organizations um, initially, and then ended up in the fintech space and have been loving it uh, because of the complexities that comes with um, security and compliance uh, in building products. Um, you know, I've worked uh, with uh, large organizations uh, helping transform uh, and optimize their backend processes, uh, quality assurance, automation, intelligent automation, um, and then eventually, um, you know, led larger teams on the DevOps process automation uh, and aligning all things transformations to product delivery uh, to transform initiatives. Um, and um, I also joined JP Morgan Chase uh, mid-time in my career and to lead optimized uh, product engineering uh, to go to market faster, where I help uh, put a strategy for autonomous engineering practices um, to go, um, you know, optimize engineering practices to go to market faster um, in the derivative pipeline. Uh, then uh, came the opportunity to build a whole new banking platform. Uh, how many times do you get to build a whole banking platform from scratch? Uh, so I jumped Not at many. that opportunity, <laughs> jumped at the opportunity to start off uh, and then uh, attract a very small engineering team in the height for tech talent, uh, scale the product. Um, and there I had a full stack engineering team on mobile, web, uh, backend, uh, DevOps, the whole practice, uh, scale that operation. And then uh, right now, this is the first time in my uh, life I'm exploring what's next. And I'm also working on some consulting uh, initiatives on digital transformation at this time as well. So it's been an exciting roller coaster for me. 
Yeah, I didn't even think about it, but the timing uh, of when you were working at Greenwood is really fascinating because you really sort of see two halves of a very different side of the tech ecosystem. I don't know, can you explain briefly like what that was like scaling in one of the hottest periods in the tech industry and then having to navigate perhaps one of its bleakest moments at least for for a considerable while. Like that's that's got to be a pretty radical shift as a leader to switch gears like that. Yeah, definitely. You bring up a very key point. Everything that we do is, you know, while technology is out there, you know, hiring the right talent. Um, as you pointed, Rob, you know, uh, when I uh, started off in the startup, it was hype for tech talent. You know, people would uh, get uh, offers from the top four uh, within weeks. So it was very hard to convince uh, engineers of very high caliber um, to join a startup, um, you know. So um, what what really helped me at that point was my engagement in various tech communities that I didn't really plan around it. Uh, so the OpenStack community and then uh, the FinTech communities and the various tech communities, um, the, the women who code communities that I was engaged in, that I have created you know, certain relationships and gotten to know engineers in the trade. Um, the reason why I joined those um, uh, forums was for me to learn. But what happened ended up happening was really being able to attract talent and also uh, get talent to uh, follow with this um, uh, like amazing opportunity and a vision uh, we had uh, for really creating a platform to serve the underserved communities. So, uh, but yeah, and then the, within the two years, um, you know, the economic situation and the talent situation has taken a, a total 360 to your point, but uh, it's been an interesting, uh, uh, interesting shift to watch, but yeah, I, I didn't plan it, but I was very fortunate to be in all these uh, tech forums that I had access to and be able to tap into some of the talent who wasn't even looking for opportunities and to rally around this mission. Well, FinTech uh, has a reputation for being a pretty high paced environment. So what is it about doing technology for FinTech companies that has appealed to you for so long in your career? Is there a certain part of your skill set or the types of problems that they have to solve that is particularly appealing to you? Yeah, I think um, the challenge to continuously improve and deliver is the key for me. Uh, it is fast paced, but it's also you have to keep up to date, especially on the security uh, compliance regulatory aspects. A lot of people don't like those aspects, like things uh, like compliance and regulatory, but there are a lot of things we can enable from technology, both from quality process optimization and automation that where we can reach those goals. So it's challenging in the sense that you're not just building a software or an app. You have to make it uh, secure beyond uh, average because you're actually responsible for people's money uh, and also keeping it secure, moving it secure, and then also being compliant and um, being uh, accessible to everyone as well. It is fascinating that you say that, that it really makes sense that that's such a spot that's ripe for digital transformation because security, compliance, these are things that are traditionally slow or cumbersome. When you have a fintech company that wants to move fast, the idea that you spend so much time on slow things 
is uh, is the secret, right? Because if you can find ways to use technologies to make those a little bit less uh, cumbersome, but at the same time still get as much value out of them. On a fit tech company, that's got to be something that you can immediately see the impacts of something like that on on all sides of the equation. Yeah, definitely. That's why I also, you know, be as a leader and uh, even your team continuously learning and also adapting newer technologies to really optimize on that, not just the delivery pipeline, but really optimize on areas uh, like security compliance are good opportunity areas. That's why I keep bringing that up um, to really bring in the change makers as well as improve what you can do and offer uh, not only to improve the quality of what you do, but then um, help the end, end user and consumers as well. So when you're working in an organization and really trying to drive that transformation, uh, yeah, like you keep saying, the, the, you know, getting the right kind of people brought on board is important. But what does that transformation look like with that relationship between leaders and their staff? Obviously, you need those amazing teams to do all the things that you're aiming to do. But to what extent is that transformation that you're driving being driven by those people? And to what extent is it sort of being driven or dictated by you? Like what what does that relationship or that symbiosis look like in a successful company as far as you see it? Yeah, that, that is a key role that, you know, technology leaders will bring in. Uh, and where I have seen the biggest success uh, is really aligning the championing, I would say, the success and uh, building relationships across the verticals. So, uh, for example, for me, uh, in any role that I've played, it's important to make Make sure my leadership team, as well as my peers, as well as my uh, leaders, um, I'm aligned to on what that uh, strategic vision is. And then I translate that from a tech enablement point, uh, what my team can offer and um, enable as well. So oftentimes when it comes to, for example, tactically speaking, capacity planning, um, non-technical leaders would be asking, what are all these people working on? So as a leader, I think it's that's where, you know, the transformation leadership uh, roles are critical is the uh, ensuring that the representation of the team, as well as uh, commit, like aligning that to the delivery pipeline is important. So um, I don't know whether I hit that uh, point uh, overall, but it's multiple steps from relation building, but also uh, tactically aligning the technology ca capabilities uh, to the transformation initiatives. So it's really championing what the teams bring in uh, to deliverables as well. What do you see as being like the biggest challenges that leaders have in doing that championing? Because like, on one hand, sounding like championing your team sounds like something that should be obvious or easy for leaders to do. It's certainly the thing they want to be able to do to be that agreeable to their teammates. But I'm assuming that there must be some sort of counterbalancing pressure on another side that they have to trade off against. So what I guess, what is that and how do you see that uh, navigation, how to navigate that difficulty between, you know, what is opposed to championing, I guess, and what is the force that pushes against it that makes it harder to do that? 
Yeah, that that's definitely the arts part of leadership. The um versus the pure skills. So uh, I would say um, yes. There's a lot of friction points that comes in when you champion something, especially championing change um, with uh, different groups is harder. Technology is the easier part. Change is the most difficult part. I say that uh, across the board. So it's essentially. Um, as leaders, we also have that platform to say, you know, why are we doing certain things and how can we tie that uh, to either a objective or a KPI, however we measure that. So um, if we as leaders can tie it to a deliverable or a measure, the conversation becomes easier at a uh, very broader, higher level to drive that because then as engineering teams, we are providing services to across the organization to enable uh, various departments or a organization as a whole. Um, so uh, where I have seen success is tying the transformation initiatives to uh, measurable objectives and then have those conversations uh, with the leadership teams. And then tactically speaking, yes, that is another, uh, a different art to working with various engineers um, in the uh, across the verticals, but uh, then it becomes one why we do certain trade-offs uh, in order to accomplish the strategic goals. So um, I do have several forums, depending on the org uh, sizes and org structures, I've had different forums where we talk about uh, architecture discussions or uh, upcoming roadmap items and innovation items where teams uh, brainstorm in things how we should do it why we should do it and then uh, comes the trade-off aspect um, where as leaders sometimes we do have to make a choice of that is not popular with engineers but that is why it aligns to the long-term goals then i think where i've found success is translating that back to the teams on communicating why why we will be taking a unpopular path, uh, and you know we engineers love doing fun projects, but sometimes we have to divert and move on to um, what meets the strategic objectives. So uh, that's how I've steered some of those conversations. That sounds great. Yeah, I mean, it, it would that it be that easy that we could just make everybody up and down the chain uh, happy with us at the same time? But I feel like that's oftentimes especially in new leaders when they have their first dose of of challenge in the role is as soon as they have to give unpopular news sometimes unpopular news in both directions up and down definitely and uh that's it's it's never easy never easy yeah i enjoy some of those um you know tough conversations because not only do i get to learn uh, new things of like a total different viewpoint or why we should be doing this crazy idea, which sounds fantastic to, at the same time. Um, you know, that that is a critical part of uh, providing the platform for to have those conversations, I feel is a critical path to success, because not only do you have uh, a like that capability to brainstorm, uh, but you could potentially get ideas that are long term, uh, that are fantastic, that um, as a leader, I haven't thought of, that's my role is to bring good ideas together. And then, um, you know, it's not for me to make all the decisions. So creating that platform for um, everybody to come in. Sometimes I also invite uh, other leaders in various discussions to come in and provide their thought leader, um, 
thought process too. Um, and that helps uh, drive some of those conversations. Well, great. Well, we have some more of our conversation with Delani, but before we get back to it, let's have a brief word from today's sponsor, This.Labs. This.Labs is a development consultancy that specializes in application development and upgrading legacy systems. They've been trusted by companies like PlayStation, Capital One, Herman Miller, PayPal, and T-Mobile. Facing challenges with legacy systems and need to modernize, This.Labs has experience in enterprise migrations and upgrades, providing a detailed roadmap for modernizing your software solutions. Their engineering leaders are industry veterans with a deep understanding of modern technologies and best practices. Learn more about how This.Labs can help you achieve your tech goals at this.co. That's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot CEO. All right. Now let's get back to our show. So Donnie, one of the things that you were just sort of introducing was this idea of, um, you know, transformation. You've done this a lot in your career. You know, you were a backend developer back in the day. Obviously we have far shinier tools and more being developed every single day. So I guess, how do you decide both? How do you have that curiosity yourself on keeping on top of what's going on? And how do you foster that kind of creativity amongst your teams? Because you know, I could see some companies, they just get always get attracted with the shiny thing and they never deliver anything because they're just constantly adopting the new thing. But at the same time, other companies sort of fail to take on every new opportunity and just sort of get left behind. So how do you find that balance and, and how do you foster that right kind of uh, culture? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Personally, I am a lifelong learner. I love learning various topics, sometimes not even relevant to what I do, but I just enjoy going uh, down and learning uh, various topics. I feel um, and have seen that it's very important as leaders, uh, especially to be a continuous learner. That not only helps us uh, change uh, what we know and improve on it, but also brings in different perspectives as well. For me, uh, the uh, you bring up a good point, Rob, like how do you balance between these innovative uh, ideas that are coming so fast? For example, we have AI um, in everything that we do and you know, engineers are dying to wanting to jump onto the AI project. Nobody wants to do a work on these mission critical items that needs to get fixed, right? So how oh, do you yeah. find that right balance? I think first, um, before we get into that balance, uh, you know, as a leader, when you continuously learn, also create various platforms where we bring in ideas, continuously uh, discuss and also brainstorm, creates like a mini platform essentially within the team uh, and a culture as well where uh, new ideas are embraced, your different viewpoints are embraced and it's a secure place uh, where engineers uh, of all uh, calibers can come in and so it's as a leader my responsibility is to create the uh, platform create the space and also provide that opportunity to first to have discussions and then um the second aspect is, um, you know, given that I know what's uh, what's coming in the roadmap, um, I also have that platform to say maybe we can adopt some of these things. Can can we have, um, you know, anyone who's interested assigned to some of those future initiatives? So really, then we have that capacity aligned to it. Uh, but then there are some ideas that are great depending on the business. You know, it's not all the time that the whole team. Can can stop everything and work on the AI project. So um, I just bring up AI because it's buzzing every day <laughs> yeah. as you wake up. So never um, heard of it. What's it? Know. No, no. I know, right? Um, 
So um, it's really creating that space and then making sure we allocate any time uh, if where possible. Um, Every company has a different dynamic, though. Uh, if you are a, a startup, a founder, you know, you have a product idea, yes, you can adopt and innovate. That is the phase you're at. Uh, so I think that creates that opportunity. Um, most of the organizations that I've worked for and working for would um, has been like a transformation stage. Uh, you know, we have deliverables, it's customer focused, and then how do you really bring in this innovation um, aspect? So it's really looking at the strategic view, where can we really adopt some of these optimization initiatives? That is a con like a continuous uh, process as leaders and then um, other leaders being enabling other leaders too to look at how can we continue to improve on things? Are there automation things that we can bring in, optimization um, that we can leverage to really get to that um, innovation? Not You don't have to always, innovation doesn't mean you have to like come up with a whole new product or a, sure. a whole tool. So it's maybe looking at things a little bit differently as well. We were mentioning a little bit before this uh, this episode started recording that, you know, 2015, 2016 timeframe, I think everybody was talking about the digital transformation around mobile uh, and, and what that was going to do to a lot of businesses. And people had to make some very difficult investments uh, at that time as well. We came out the era of blockchain, which I'm sure in the fintech community was also a mega hit, trying to figure out how that was going to change what was going on in the fintech space. Now we're sitting here at the precipice of AI. This happens on a much smaller scale, I'm sure, as well than these grand ideas that everybody's talking about. It could be about serverless. It could be about uh, you know, any other type of technology. But when you're looking at these opportunities for digital transformation, like what does that threshold look like to pull the trigger on something like this? Or is it all about controlled experiments that evolve as they prove their worth? You know, I guess as some leaders are kind of looking at blockchain and saying, well, we, we started investigating that, but it kind of didn't turn into anything. Now there's AI. Is this going to be the thing or is it not going to be the thing? I can see there's that kind of timidity if a era of transformation doesn't hold. Um, so like, how do you approach these as you're analyzing it as far as like whether this is going to work? And, and especially with your staff, who's all just excited, I'm sure, to use use the new tools. You know, what what is as a leader are you looking for? to kind of pull the trigger for your organization really going in on these ideas? Yeah, I feel, you know, the best way to approach that uh, where I have seen success is also looking at, um, you know, what is the business? Uh, where is the business heading? And then what are some of the easy wins, quick wins that we can use uh, through leveraging? Uh, we, we, since we're in the AI topic, like uh, are there tools that are AI driven that we can leverage? to optimize processes, automate, and get some of those controls in place that makes things faster. There's so much potential um, on in the compliance security aspects that are key uh, for what we do today that uh, I see there's so much potential just because of the space um, and the speed that um, those verticals have evolved um, because now we have opportunity to improve on it. And it's such a critical path, uh, part of our business when it comes to fintech. Um, so leveraging existing tools or tools that are evolving and have the key focus on um, getting AI or 
optimization. So that would be a best way to first adopt versus inventing or innovating. Um, and then uh, looking at automating and like smaller things like even a co-pilot, right? Um, as your engineering, that's a AI driven tool, but can is it is your team the right team to adopt something like that um, and then optimize your engineering speed um, and then looking at tools that are out there and methods that are out there to um, see what can we translate it into if there is potential um, and then you can measure it and see how you succeed as well and the other uh, aspect is depending on your business in our case we have all the data um, you know this is a critical point to leverage some of the uh, modeling aspects and see are there predictive models are there uh, you know models we can leverage to um, grow our business, market capabilities, uh, things like that. So uh, there are, I mean, that doesn't require a whole new engineering skill set. That's more on how can we use some of these modern technologies and specifically AI uh, to really look at the existing data to run the business slightly differently or differently altogether. Um, I think the guidance is in the data itself. Wonderful. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation. For people that are interested in connecting with you or following or finding out more about you, where can they find you online? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I am the only Delani, D-Y-L-A-N-I, um, Herath, um, and LinkedIn. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank That's going to be it for us today. Thank you, Delani, for being our guest today. And thank you all for listening. We hope to see you here next time. As we close out, we'd like to thank our sponsor, This.Labs, one last time, who would like me to remind you that they are trusted by Top names like Meta, Google, and T-Mobile. This.Labs helps bridge the gap from business requirements to tech implementation. Whether you're modernizing legacy systems, ensuring sustainable application architecture, or seeking expert guidance, This.Labs has the experience to help. Discover more at this.co. One last time, that's T-H-I-S-D-O-T dot C-O. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Delani. See you all next time. Thanks for having me.